my lad, to Leeds. It's Monday morning, the start of a new week. Uh, welcome back to a new episode of I Took My Lad to Leeds, a podcast that is a Leeds United fan podcast. Uh, the twist with us is we're a father and son. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a Leeds boy, but um, lad is actually born and is, well, I was going to say is breeding, but you're not breeding yet. Uh, nope. Born and bred, born and bred count, yeah. Stockport, and we live over in Stockport, which is deep behind enemy lines as far as the Pennines are concerned. So uh, we just kind of give an insight to our reaction uh, of all things Leeds United. Uh, we did knock it on the head at the start of this season because Lad couldn't really find the time to put into it. But hey, during lockdown, we have loads of time. Oh, yes. So we brought back the quarantine so. season. Uh, speaking of lockdown, things... Um, Pretty lax over the weekend. Uh, yeah. Lots of people in. Well, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I went for my uh, daily exercise on the bike on Friday last week, and the parks were packed with people. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what happened. And in a more formal organisation, uh, a load of Germans went and played football over the weekend as well. They restarted Bundesliga. Um, and it was uh, a success from all things considered yeah. as far as an event. Uh, mm-hmm. Leeds lad, I saw, scored uh, a couple... Uh, what, did he get one goal? Oh, Harland. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, you're did, looking yeah. at me blankly there, of yeah, course. Who else would I be talking about? The Leeds lad, he's one born in Leeds, and the other part is he will end up signing for us again. He's not very good at interviews. Uh, someone put a really funny montage of Harlan's post-match interview. Yeah, he just said like two words. One word answers, which yeah. isn't great, um, but it's really quite funny yeah. uh, to watch. If you, we might retweet that. But um, what was your take on Bundesliga action, lad? I thought it, I thought it just looked fine. You know, it just looked like a normal game to be honest. But then there was like you know the celebrations. You had like people doing the elbows and that, or just staying the distance. And mm, that. Mm. But, you know, I thought it went fine. It's just like a normal game of football, but without the fans. It looked like tackles were flying in. and yeah. You know, the actual football quality didn't seem to have... I mean, I didn't watch a game in full, you know, so I've just yeah. seen highlights, yeah, but what same. I have seen, you know, looked look decent. Uh, I, I suppose, really, it looked decent enough that I'd be happy with that type of level to yeah. finish off the season, if that happens... But again, on Monday morning, as we, as we go into this, all the, the, we look at all you can see is confusion, disorganisation. You know, we we know what happened with uh, you know the bottom league. Uh, the, I, I suppose we'll hear yeah, what's going to happen with League the One as well. Uh, um, is it? Is, yeah, that, is that they, happening there? Um, you know, so it is just the Championship and the Premiership that's probably sticking out like a sore thumb at this point. Uh, the Premiership will do whatever the Premiership wants. I think what's what seems to have happened, and not just in football, but I think in life in general of what's happened during the pandemic, what the environment it's caused, it's, you know, and I can see in my business what I work in, and you can kind of see it with it a bit closer to home for you, schools and things. It exposes the weaknesses in a working system. And I think the championship is standing out like a sore thumb because it is such a roll the dice to try and get promotion league. Yeah. Um, a lot of clubs generally are not run as as a proper business like a league one or league two 
because a League One or League Two is very much the, the ambition of those clubs in how they're ran. It's just survive. It, well, it's it's very much about gate receipts and it's a survival instinct. So no one really, you know, throw, ro- rolls the dice uh, or gambles um, their their club. And the ones that yeah. do, like your berries, end up in trouble and, and possibly Bolton. But they were doing that when they were in the championship and the premiership. So. It, it's kind of that's league down there. If you actually look at League One and Two, they they are just surviving. Um, but then you get to the Championship, and it's like the Holy Grail, man. You know, it's like the pre- oh, yeah. let's go for the Premiership. And quite interesting, I've been looking at Rad Rosani and and the things that he's done and what he's invested in, and we don't see the return on a lot of the sales that we made. Like, you know, what did we spend the money on? I mean, is it arguably? the money we got for Roof has gone into the Costa deal, but I, I get the feeling, I think the last numbers I saw were quite, you know, we'd lost a lot of money, but it was manageable losses, oh, yeah. expected losses, and I think hopefully Leeds is in a decent place. I mean, when you fill the stadium like we do as well and have done, I mean, you know, we are a big club at the end yeah. of the day. We are we are proof that that can go upside down, though, as, as, as it did at the start of the century for us, but I... I think where I'm kind of leading to with this and the Bundesliga is renowned. So you've got Bundes, you've got one Bundesliga and two Bundesliga, yeah? Yeah. And this is, I've just kind of really been more aware of this because of what's happened over the weekend just gone. And, you know, you kind of look into it and Bundesliga 2 is, is really well received. It's one of the biggest, I think it, if it isn't the biggest, it's close to being one of the biggest second tier leagues in world football as far as revenue how you see it and yeah. that's obviously how they've managed it and quality of players and things and we've kind of got that in the championship but it's like really disjointed depending on the clubs mm-hmm. and um I, I my point being are we gonna move to a premiership one and two soon you wonder you know i, I think because of this what what's happened you know, for these tiers to survive, the championship kind of stands out like a sore thumb as far mm-hmm. as how clubs operate and revenues that they're getting. And it's, it's, um, I think it needs addressed. I mean, it's something that has probably needed addressed for decades, if not longer. But it's, I think now this, that's what COVID's done. And to the point, that's why we can't get decisions, unanimous decisions like League Two did. You know, all of League Two, like, said yes. Is it all 23 clubs because Berry dropped out? Yeah. I think it is 23 well, clubs. Berry in... were in League One, so... So were they? All right, okay. But yeah. they, they all... They've got this level of... of Because of how they're ran, they can kind of all agree a lot better on what should happen. Aye. But when you look at the championship and, you know, it's cutthroat because so many businesses within that... They're ran so differently. And even in the Premiership, you could say it levels out a bit more because yeah. everybody knows of the revenues and stuff forget. So will we get a decision this week? I mean, Hopefully. someone, it feels like someone's just going to have to say, I don't care about you know, litigation. I don't care about uh, any action you are threatening to take. This is what's happening. It's almost like it shouldn't go to a vote. Uh, and hopefully that decision being we can safely reboot. Because yeah. that's the other thing with the Bundesliga. It's all happened. We probably won't find out if there's been an effect for a month. Of the, the, you know, if, and that's if they're tracking properly. I don't know enough about the Germans. But if, if there has been uh, an effect of a Bundesliga coming back, i.e. more infections, 
then we won't know for a month anyway. And we've got to have yeah. a decision for our league by then. So, you know, come on. Come on, EFL. Let's yeah. go. Let's get on with it. We want our football. Hello, this is Emma from LUTV. And I love Merv so much, I decided to sponsor this feature. Love you, Merv. Spin those balls. Okay, Mervyn's back with us. Uh, the lovely Emma Jones from LUTV is still our proud and official sponsor. Um, let's uh, let's roll the balls. We've got we've got Mervyn's a bingo machine. We roll him out every episode. Oh, oh straight, straight away. away, he spits out a ball straight away. All these balls have a number on them. They represent a Leeds United subject. What number's that, lad? Number four. Number four, David Bat. Oh, I mean, we have talked about this. AC Milan at home, Champions League. I think for me, that was one of, looking back on what was one, of, it was a question on Twitter actually, uh, yeah. the other day about um, what was the biggest limbs moment of of your kind of me- in memory of a Leeds fan. And then there's obviously a lot in recent time because of the Bielsa period. There was, uh, you know, the Simon Grayson period yeah. as well, where we saw success, limbs, I mean, and just some great matches like, uh, you know, beating Man United away. I mean, I just remember sitting in a pub in Leeds watching that, and everything, it was the only time in my life everything kind of really went into slow motion. However, the AC Milan game, me and your grandpa were there, um, and we were, it, it was absolutely throwing it down, throwing it down. With, I mean, it was torrential. And it was in this season where, on trial, over at Hull Crown Court was Lee Bowyer and Jonathan Woodgate for a bit of naughtiness yep. that went down. You can read Leeds United on trial. We've mentioned that before, the David O'Leary book. It gives you one view of it all. But we won't go into that. This game, it was tight. It was chucking it down. Milan didn't like it. All their super. So as you can see, it was a proper gritty Yorkshire evening. And, and you know, we... Obviously, you've got to remember. It, 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 sorry? Uh, who did Milan have played? Yeah, let's get the book. Should we get the book out? Should we have a look? Let's uh, let's go through that team because that's a great question. Actually, we might be able to get it on here. I don't I don't know. Did they have like Mal? Uh, Mal they, they had like all Mal, the big boys playing. Like I'm Zaghi. sure Sevchenko up front. <laughs> Beer off. He was great. Uh, Albertini, Maldini got booked. Um... Diada, Diada, some I don't actually recognise some of them by name. I bet if I saw that, Leonardo was on the bench. Roque Junior was was on the bench for them as well. Rossi on the bench. Whereas a Leeds team, Nigel Martin in goal, Gary Kelly right back, Hart left back, Jubery in the centre with Matteo. Uh, Danny, oh, hang on a minute. It's like we got Danny Mills in there, actually. So I'm kind of wondering if, if uh, I'm trying to remember what that formation would fall like. I almost think um, Matteo might have been like kind of a battler in midfield with Decor. Then you had Backer and Bowyer, Smith and Bridges up front. So Lee Bowyer had got flown back from the Crown Court. Yeah. And then he comes on in the team, he takes his shot, and that Dida keeper, he kind of, it went, it was that horrible thing you have a nightmare of at school. You know, when you're in goal at school yeah. and it's a real pee roller of a ball and you go down and because it was so wet, it was so chicken down. He kind of just went down and wanted to go get it and it just went, Could it just timed, timed absolutely like badly by the keeper and it just went in a goal and made limbs. This is a goal here, if you're ready for it. 
There's bridges up front, nil-nil. See how wet they are? Yeah. Look at that. And they always used to put, like, a sheet in front of, like, so you never could be right at the front behind the goal. There you go, Bowyer. Oh, oh, through his legs. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. Just do your commentary on that. You do a commentary on that now. Okay. So it will go from the start. See if you're going to say there's bridges. Here's Ian Hart with the throw-in. You're not very good because you don't know no. the players here, do you? There you go. Bowyer! It's full. Oh, oh it's keeper in. looks like he saves it. And you Did see how we had like they put like this used to put this white sheet over like the first five rows or something, so you couldn't be that close for the Champions League. I don't know why. It wasn't like they were branded or anything. But like look at that region. keeper, mate. That keeper was it was ridiculous. It was chucking down. You can't really see on see how wet, see how all the yeah. strips are like sticking to them. I mean yeah. what what a goal. Here it goes. That's Backer who pings it out to the right. Number 11, Bowyer shoots. Top right corner. Keeper saves. And then, oh, nightmare. I thought, it was, I thought it was kind of like a, kind of like, you know, those like kind of like wet shots where it's just like along, along the, the ground. No, and no, like it key, was high. I mean, when I said a P-roller, it was kind of, uh, but what I mean is I was trying to compare it from a keeper's point of view where everything just goes wrong when the timing goes out the window. There's O'Leary. Look, very chilled. Very rarely did a mad celebration, but you got Eddie Gray coming out and, and, and bouncing off. But yeah, when I was when I was saying a P roller before, I was just kind of you, you know yeah. when you've been in goal, <laughs> you know you get that feeling of oh this is easy, I've got this, yeah. and it just goes through your fingers if like you you've made a melted butter or something. Yeah. And that look at this that keeper. I, sco- I kind of scored. Oh, oh and I, down I, I scored a goal like that in school football match one time. I like I started as a sub. And then I and I got brought on and it's like literally ten seconds on I won the ball on the halfway line just went forwards a bit smashed it in and just slipped through you. the keeper's hands. Well, that's it, it's I mean that key look at his face there we've just paused it. Looks like a teenage mutant yeah, ninja turtle. He, he, he looks like Mbappe, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he does. A bit yeah, like he a young does. Mbappe. Yeah. But anyway, that was the night. It was a great night. One of the great great moment. Like honestly, the limbs when that happened. It was awesome. It was it was absolutely wonderful and. Uh, uh, you know, Mervyn is on fire at the moment and dishing out some good Hello, subjects. this is Emma from LUTV and I love Merv so much I decided to sponsor this feature. Love you, Merv. Right, so let's get the homework books out. We uh, we had a good we had a good run of homework. Uh, yeah, so we, did, we brought in home economics last week. We brought in religious studies. Um, we're gonna we're gonna do a little bit more of a twist this week as well for homework lockdown. <laughs> So what we're doing is first we'll we'll we'll, we'll get through uh, the business studies question. It was a business of scoring that we talked about in the last episode. Um, Luke Ayling, who has scored some important and great goals this season, but which team did he score his first goal of the season against? Lad, no, Birmingham away. It was Birmingham. Four. Birmingham away, five four. A game that I really hated. Yeah, you- I remember when we scored that last minute goal. You just kind of sat in your chair, just I was no mo- emotion. Well, no it, emotion. it was. Yeah. I just remember it being the most horrific because it was on the Sky and we oh, were yeah. at your grands watching yeah. it. And I just remember it was the most horrific defensive display from both teams, but obviously I only cared yeah. about one. And I was just so angry about that. So that when when that that limbs moment happened, I just I just like you say I could, I was frozen, 
I can't because I was just so angry. I was all happy. I couldn't uh, care less what the scoreline would be as long as we win. I know, yeah. and that yeah, I mean that's the difference, you know, between, between you and me. I think uh, you're much more level-headed with it all. <laughs> I, I get, I just get really negative when bad things happen with Leeds, um, and it's so overwhelming. But anyway, moving on from that, if you got Birmingham, well done. We're doing a twist this week, and it, it, this comes from um, someone, uh, one of our listeners who uh, pinged this question over to us off, off something, a homework lockdown question we did uh, last time. It's our Korean fan uh, sent this particular question over. Um, Anthony Gosney, uh, he's over on Twitter, always keeps in touch. Uh, so he gave us this question, and I thought what we'd do is we keep this style. It's kind of a, who am I? Oh, yeah, okay. So it brings in all kinds of homework skills, but generally research, and all of these this week are going to have a Leeds United connection. But not necessarily Leeds United, but all have a Leeds connection. So, who am I? The first one is this. I used to caddy for Don Revy, and I used to pocket the balls he would lose in a game and sell them to schoolmates. Apparently, they'd have his initials on them. I was the first British chef to be awarded three Michelin stars. And despite being Leeds born and bred, I support Chelsea. Who am I? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows indeed? Who Go out knows? and research it for the next episode. Somebody's ringing the bell. We're self-isolated. There we go. Monday done. Uh, maybe by the time you are listening to this, we know our fate for the rest of the season. Well, I tell you what, if you do, we'll be talking about in tomorrow's episode. We'll speak to you Tuesday. Yeah.